Midwest Super. Hello, everybody. It's good to see you here. Thank you so much. I was uh, busy saying hello to several people, and of course, that they say uh, that's not an excuse. <laughs> but I was busy saying hello to so many, and it's wonderful to get to meet people and say, shake their hands. One of these days, maybe we'll have a church service like that. It will be a getting to know you service, and we can do it. We can do. I think God is okay with that. I think God is okay with that. What do you think, Drake? God is okay with that? I think he's okay with it. Yeah, I think he's okay. And uh, we can do that and just talk and have fun, worship, enjoy the Lord, and then all have dinner together. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I want to uh, say hi to uh, those of you who are in Corpus Christi and the Coastal Bend. Thank you so very, very much for tuning in. We appreciate you tuning in. Those of you who are from... Um, uh, towns like uh, Port Aransas, Aransas Pass, Ingleside, Rockport, uh, Refugio, um, Victoria, uh, Kingsville, Alice, uh, Concepcion, yeah, Concepcion, uh, Ben Bolt even. Yeah. And so we want to thank you, all of you for tuning in. And we want to also welcome our brothers and sisters from around the world. Those of you who are from Asia, Africa, Europe, North America, Central America, South America, Australia, or the islands of the sea, thank you so very, very much. So let us, we're going to bless the Lord and, uh, and soon uh, our praise and worship leader, Sister Stephanie, is going to lead her team in praise and worship. We're going to lead the team. And uh, I'm telling you right now, it's going to bless you. Uh, if you. If you've got a any, any, any inkling of God in you, it's going to bless you. And if you don't have the Lord, it's going to make you curious. Yeah. So we want to bless you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we're grateful to you for you. We're grateful for you. We're grateful for Jesus Christ. We thank you for him. And we know that you never meant for us to live life alone. You didn't mean for us to live life by ourselves. And I know that there are, there, there are guys who think that I got it. We all have it until we don't have it. And so I pray that you would convict our hearts and we'll give ourselves to you. Giving our, uh, oneself to you is the best thing that we could do. As that song says, falling in love with Jesus is the best thing I've ever done. And I want to thank you for that. So I pray that you would prick hearts today and that in the sanctuary and out of the sanctuary. Just prick hearts today and cause the blessings of the Lord to come to somebody's life and add riches to that person with no sorrow. It is in Jesus' name that we give you thanks and praise. Amen. 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 Sister Stephanie. Oh, hallelujah. Don't we serve a great God? <laughs> I was so glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Angels, we have heard on high, sweetly singing o'er the place, and the mountains in reply.
Shepherds, why this jubilee? Shepherds, why this jubilee? Why your joyous strings prolong? What the blessed tidings be, which is my your heavenly song?
your name, God. It's not like you, God, in all the earth and all the
everybody sing glory Yeah. 
finished yet but you may sit down if you want to or stand we're not finished yet we're not finished yet I wanted to give brother Alex a moment to interject here and uh, we're going to have an interjection and this is stuff I want you to take it wherever the Holy Spirit is leading you just wherever the Holy Spirit is leading you this is a wonderful time to be worshiping the Lord don't you agree don't you agree and so we're going to let brother Alex have an interjection here and then we're going to go right back to our worship. I've been sensing for about two or three days now something in terms of an increase in, in the presence of the Lord and in, in, um, in the goodness in our fellowship with him. And uh, he brought a, a story to my mind this morning that I want to share. When I was, uh, I was in the military and I traveled a lot and I was gone for work for a while. My daughter at the time was maybe a year and a half old and uh, I had been gone for a bit and I came home and when you're relating to young children at first a lot of what happens is parroting where you will say something like I love you and they say I love you back but we're limited in our ability to connect with that very deeply just in our limitations and communicating and I feel like we're coming to a tipping point in our relating to the Lord that he's bringing us to a place an increased maturity, but also an increased ability to connect to him and express herself to him. And so when I came home from this trip, my daughter came running up to me and she says, Daddy, I'm so glad you're here. And when she said that, it wasn't the normal things that we'd been parroting, but I became aware of a deeper connection. And really what I'm feeling like the Lord's inviting us to now, it's a tipping point. It's a walking into something new. Um, similarly to when you teach children to walk, they struggle a little and you help them. And, and maybe it's frustrating for a while, maybe a couple months, but then all of a sudden it just clicks and they can run and jump and they move forward. And I feel like the Lord is calling us to, to quiet ourselves and to hear and connect with his voice within us, maybe in ways that we haven't before. And, and there's no need to like strain and try to produce it. This is him bringing us to this place. What you need to do is just quiet and listen and connect. And, and even something as simple as the parroting, I, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. The wor worship is probably the easiest place to do this. So in this moment, as we draw near to him, speak the words. And even if your feelings don't connect with him, just speak to them, speak them to him in, in truth, in faith, trusting that he will bring your heart to a place where it connects deeper. It's, he's very gentle. He's been doing this for a while. But I feel like there's a place of tipping where if we will just be real, be sincere in your expression and trust him to take us to that next place. I, I love you, Jesus. I, I love you, Jesus. Close your eyes. Just hear the words. And maybe even if you're not feeling him, say them. Say them. He'll bring you to the next place.
just begin to worship him in your own way. Just tell him how much you love him.
Father, we are so grateful. We're grateful to you for what you have done. Who you are is matchless. Therefore, your son Jesus has to be the same. And what you have done is matchless. No one can do what you have done. And what gives us great solace is that no one can undo what you've done. Thank you, Jesus. You're so amazing what you are offering us. You're offering mankind something that we could never, ever create on our own. We could not frame it on our own. We can't see it on our own, let alone embrace it on our own. We need the help of God. And want to thank you that you have given us the help that comes from God. And his name is Jesus, the righteous, the son of God. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for, for all that you've done for us. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. As the song says, Jesus, I'll never forget what you have done for me. Jesus, I will never forget what you have done for me. How you set me free. How you brought me out. Out of darkness into your marvelous light. Jesus, I will never forget. No, never. Thank you for that. Thank you for a meaningful relationship with God through you. We're not like we used to be. We were like chickens on the barnyard scratching, scratching and pecking in the grass. We didn't know the meaning of life, but now we know. And I know when sometimes, Lord, when people look at us, they might think we're crazy. But no, you delivered us from our craziness. You have delivered us. And there's another song that says, the Lord delivered me. Why should I be bound? The Lord delivered me. We want to thank you for your great deliverance. I don't need to be delivered tomorrow and the next day, the next day I've been delivered. Once for all, from my sin and my craziness, now I've been delivered to the gospel. So there's no more deliverance, as it were. We are delivered to the gospel, that the gospel informs us. So I want to thank you for this wonderful service thus far and the amazing worship songs and those of us you brought here. I want to pray for everybody in the listening audience right now. I want to pray that you would touch them. Lord, I know what it's like as a male. I know what it's like. We sometimes are so arrogant in our being. We don't want anybody to think we're vulnerable. We don't want anybody to see us cry. We'd rather die than cry. I know. But Lord, I know you're touching somebody's heart right now. And there's somebody who thinks this is strange. 
and you're going to do a lot more than that. You're going to turn lives around. I want to thank you for that. We're not like the Pharisees who stood at the door preventing others from going in and wouldn't even go in themselves. We're not like those guys. So I'm asking that, that in this place you will always have an open door to do what is meaningful. And bless the hearts of the people who are here. Strengthen them in their faith. Cause them to go through. The old song that says, I'm going through, I'm going through. It doesn't matter what the world may do. I've made up my mind. I won't turn around. I'm going through. But Lord, you helped us to do that. You gave us the ability to say yes, and then you've carried us, as it were, on wings of eagles. We want to thank you. And for these who, for whom we prayed, many this morning, we want to pray again for these. We want to pray, Lord God, for, for Sally. We, we, we believe you for Sally. We believe you for Mildred and George and the family of Sister, Sister Prado, for Deborah Gagnon and, and Esther, precious Sister Esther, for Pastor Jadira and Brother Marcus and Sister Norma Paredes, the Moya family, Sister Norma Curiel and her family. And, Sister Pet, the Pettis family, Sister Lydia. We thank you for the Salinas family and the strengthening them. We thank you for the Guzmanes. In the name of the Lord, deal with those issues. Strengthen them. We thank you for Alma. Heal of the stroke. Heal of the stroke. Jesus' name. We ask, thank you for healing the infection in Brother Greg's eye. For Victoria, heal our vision as well. For Pastor Joseph, heal, strengthen. Heal, strengthen. In Jesus' name. And, and Lord, say, there's no possibility. This is as a possibility of him losing his eyesight. I said, there's no possibility. Take away all possibility. And heal this pastor. Heal this pastor. And I thank you, Lord. There's a mother who wants her son to be healed. And we've prayed for Jeff. We, we, we experienced the presence of God in the room. And Lord God, so turn it around. Whatever the situation is, turn it around for Jeff. And bless this mom's heart. 
in the name of Jesus. And for John, who's dealing with COVID, and everybody who's dealing with COVID or any symptoms of it, we pray you would heal them in Jesus' name, Father. And lastly, Lord, we just, well, we pray for the Philippines, that wonderful place. For our brothers and sisters there, and just just help them, help all of our brothers and sisters there, and even those who are not brothers and sisters yet, just help them and bless that land. In the name of Jesus, There's, you have so many believers there. So bless them, I pray. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, I pray lastly that you would deal with this issue in the Middle East. And Lord God, it's one of those situations where, where so many believers feel they're obligated to take sides. I don't take sides in these issues because we've got brothers and sisters who are Palestinians. They're brothers and sisters. And they're not responsible for Hamas or Hezbollah. And then we've got brothers and sisters who are Israeli. We've got what we would call a completed Jews. They, they serve Yeshua HaMashiach. They, they serve you, Yeshua. And so we don't stand on one side or the other. We stand on the truth. We stand on the truth. And I pray that all believers would stop being partisans. And they will stand on the truth. What is God saying? And what must I do? I must do what God says. And not because it's going to come out the way I presuppose, but it's going to come out all right. As that verse in the song says, he brought me out all right. He brought me out all right. And I want to thank you in the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Can we have a little Amen. Amen. You may be seated. We're going to sing again. Then, then Pastor Jackson is going to be coming. Pastor Jackson was coming up. How I, he has changed. <laughs> I wanted to personally do something, and uh, he's coming up in just a second. But this is a season, a wonderful season. I love this season because it's just the best for me. And it's so festive, and it's always been since I was a little boy. But also, our first child was born during this season. Ginger Morgan. Hey, Jen, you got to wave at us, man. You got to stand up. 
Dwayne can help you get up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday, Jen. Happy birthday. I was the happiest young man in the world that day. I remember it just like it was yesterday. And we brought her out of the hospital in a little pink dress. I remember. I remember. Happy birthday, Jen. Happy birthday. Uh, yeah, your family needs to hug you, Dwayne. You need to put your arms around your wife. <laughs> All right. That's a joke. Man, that was good, Dwayne. That was very good, very obedient, very quick to do it, too. <laughs> now, nah, he, he loves his wife, and uh, I got some inside information. You've been giving gifts every day this whole week. Watch out now. Okay. Take note, gentlemen. Take note. All right. I am. I'm taking notes. I wrote it down. Here it is. Uh, we've, been, uh, we've been singing this morning, and I, and I wanted to just kind of reiterate some of the things that we've been singing the angels cry holy, we cry holy. Why? Why do you cry holy? One reason I feel that we cried holy this morning was because his name is the highest. His name is the greatest. His name stands above them all. All thrones and dominions, all powers and positions, your name stands above them all. There is no one who can conquer our God. He stands above them all. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Let's give him some praise, church. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. This is not just some other day. The Bible says that this is the day that the Lord has made. We have an opportunity today to praise the Almighty, the great I Am, the King of Kings, the only faithful one, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus. I felt led to read this quote this morning by Matty Montgomery. It's talking about Jesus. Someone asked him, who is Jesus? And this is his response. He says, he is the one who is, who was, and who is to come. The eternal, death-defeating, hell-conquering, sin-bearing, revolutionary king-priest. He is the only begotten son of the living God. The physical manifestation of Yahweh's glorious dream for humanity. He is the center of human history. The answer to the question, why am I here? He was the spotless lamb whose blood was shed for the sin of the world. And he is the roaring lion returning soon with fire in his eyes to take his rightful place in enthroned above every king and every authority of every tribe, every nation, and every tongue. He is the singular desire of every heart. 
the subconscious longing of every sinner and the overwhelming satisfaction of every saint. This is our Savior, Jesus Christ. This has been a wonderful morning so far, and there's more to come. We always get to this point, and we always say, man, it's been great, but there's still more. There's still more. I'm remembering a time when my dad went to a, a friend's house. It was an Italian family, and they brought out some lasagna, and my dad ate it up. And he, took, he could have got another helping, ate that up. Got another helping, ate that up, and his friend said, hey, slow down, man. That's just the appetizer. There's more food coming. That's kind of what I'm feeling like right now. It's like, Lord, I don't know if I got more room. I need you to help me out here. It's been a wonderful morning so far. My name is Jackson Lindsay. I'm the pastor of the youth here at the fellowship, and this is my beautiful wife, Claire, standing with me. Amen. I'm going to let her say hi to you as well, but while I'm handing her the microphone, just look around, look at everybody sitting around you, take a mental note of the people you want to say hi to in a second. I'm seriously, look around, take a look. Okay. Good morning, everyone. Are y'all full? <laughs> if not, maybe you didn't eat enough. <laughs> There's plenty more at the front. <laughs> Let me tell you. All right. Well, good morning. Like uh, Pastor Jackson said, my name is Claire Lindsay. Um, I'm up here to greet uh, our first-time guests. So if this is your first time here at the fellowship, we welcome you. Thank you so much for being here this morning. If you could just wave your hand so we can recognize you. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. Anyone over here? We missed... Okay, our ushers are giving you a card for you to fill out. It's just some basic information. Um, so we'd like to reach out to you and just uh, welcome you uh, personally. And thank you for being here and, and uh, see if you need prayer for anything or if there's anything we can do for you. So thank you again. So let's, um, and then you're also going to get a gift. Hey, bonus. <laughs> so um, let's get up. Let's greet one another and especially our first time guests. Let's welcome them.
please make your way back to your seats, if you can. While you are doing that, finishing up your last few little comments, remarks, for those of you who are seated, I have a joke for you. Somebody said, uh-oh. Yeah. So in the Bible, who was a great prophet, a strong, mighty man of God, walked with God, but was also the greatest criminal to ever walk the face of the earth? Moses. He broke all Ten Commandments at once. Yes. That was... I got, I got the, uh, that, you know, when that laugh happens, you got them. All right. I don't care if the rest of you hated it. I got one done. All right. We have some announcements for you. So if you would please turn your attention to the screens and hear all the things that are happening here at the fellowship. Hello, Fellowship family. This is a day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I'm Jennifer, and here are some announcements. Thank you to everyone who donated toys for the Fellowship's Christmas toy drive to benefit foster children in our county. Because of your love and your generosity, we greatly exceeded our goal of 125 toys and collected 170. Thank you, Pastor Don and Sister Marva, for your constant love, your support, and encouragement. Your love for children in need is a reflection of your love for Christ. Food Pantry on Saturday, December the 16th from 11.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. The Food Pantry team will be serving and ministering to our fellowship families and families living in the nearby zip code areas. If you or someone you know can benefit from this opportunity, please come by the fellowship this Saturday and be blessed. The Christmas season here at the Fellowship is always a wonderful time of worship, fellowship, and celebration. We invite you to mark your calendars, invite your family and friends to join us. Next Sunday, we invite you to come out and enjoy this year's Children's Ministry Christmas Play, The Coming Day. The children have been working hard, and we know it's going to be wonderful. Join us next Sunday, December the 17th, during the 1030 service. You're invited to come to the 830 service and remain for the 1030 service. You'll be blessed. We'll now return to our wonderful worship service. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Amen. All right. We've got a few uh, birthday announcements here. So this card says, happy birthday, Deborah Mitchell. Happy birthday, Deborah Mitchell. Happy birthday. And this one says, happy birthday to Deborah from the entire praise team. Hey! Happy birthday to you. Okay, now, this is a message we got. I would like to give a birthday shout out to my wife, Ginger Morgan. You are loving, kind, compassionate elegant, and full of insights. Most of all, you are a woman of God. Amen. You are a gift from God to your family, and we love you so much. I can't tell it all, so I will stop here. 
We all love you, Ginger Morgan. Happy birthday again to Ginger. Amen. I know a pastor always talks about this not being a country church. If it is, I don't care. I love doing these types of things. This is awesome. It's always good. So please, you know, go ahead and turn in announcements and things like that. You know, we want to celebrate everybody because we love you so very much. It is now time to give. We are in our offering time. Amen. I always forget to mention the Get Out of Debt Covenant boxes. I'm going to do that now. We have Get Out of Debt Covenant boxes on both sides. The Lord gave us a promise that if we will get his house out of debt, he will get our house out of debt. And so you can give to that and the Lord will bless you. Uh, So over here on this side to my left, we will have the box out and let's go, y'all. Let's get it. And over here, we've got the box over there and this side. We have three ways to give here at the fellowship. You can give by cash, check. Uh, If you need an offering envelope, you can raise your hand. Our ushers will be quick to give you one. If you're giving by cash, you can use the envelope to get record of your gift. If you're giving by check, you don't need an envelope. You can also give online. The information is on the screen. You can also text your gift. We really appreciate all that you do here, and we appreciate every gift that you give. It's because of you that the gospel is being heard around the world. Yes, pastor goes and the team goes, but he's not able to go unless you send him. And so we are so very thankful for your faithfulness. You were faithful even during COVID. You were faithful when you weren't able to go to work. You were still giving. And we really, really appreciate you so very much. And we're thankful for your heart to give to the Lord, not out of obligation, but out of worship knowing that he's given the ultimate gift. He's given and paid the ultimate price, and that's why we give. All right, so we'll go ahead and pray over the offering, and then afterwards you'll be in the hands of the ushers. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father, for this opportunity to give. Thank you, Lord. Thank you so much for all that you provide for us, Father. In your word it says, give, and it shall be given unto you. Help us to give in faith, Lord, and you pour out. Thank you so much. I can testify to that time and time again, Lord. The more I gave, then you gave back. You are so faithful. For those who are struggling, Lord, help them to take the step of faith. Because in it is your abundant blessing that we cannot deny. Thank you so much for all you do for us, Father. Thank you that we're able to gather here this morning as a family and bring you glory. The glory that you deserve, Lord Jesus, and so much more. You deserve so much more. Help us give it unto you. Bless all my brothers and sisters under the sound of my voice. In Jesus' name, amen.
Amen. Amen. So good. Thank you so much, Sister Stephanie. Thank you, team. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. We appreciate uh, this uh, wonderful praise and worship and the music today. I, I know you do. Yeah. And um, I, I like that song. With those the Christmas carols, most of them have just great doctrine in them. And so when you're singing them, you're not just singing um, just kind of in the air. There's great doctrine there, tremendous doctrine. And uh, that means good teaching from the scriptures. Also, uh, uh, Benny, Benny, I don't know your last name, but Benny told me his grandmother's Alma uh, Tapia. And um, as she, she's the one that had the stroke, and he said he got a call a text or call as we were praying and our grandmother woke, his grandmother woke up so yeah yeah amen 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 god is amazing isn't he and so and we want to pray we have another request for scarlet let's pray for scarlet jesus said that we ought to always pray and never lose heart never lose our courage never lose our faith always pray amen are you going to always pray men all over the building let's always pray and uh, we don't pray when it looks good we pray when it looks good looks bad we don't know how it looks we pray Amen. That's our responsibility is to pray. It's God's responsibility to do whatever he does. We, we must pray. So let's... It's the first thing we do. Amen. Amen. I'll tell you one day about my dog story. Remember my dog story? Okay. Okay. Since you want to know, I'll tell you. And then we'll pray. This, this person uh, had a, found a, a stray dog, was a one of those persons, they had this stray dog and found a stray dog and uh, took the dog to the vet and it cost 800 and some dollars. The vet, the vet says it's going to cost 800 and like $50 uh, to treat this dog. And the person brought the dog back from the vet and said, Pastor, would you pray? I said, no. I said, y you should have brought the dog to God first. And now that it costs you 850 bucks, you want me to pray it away? <laughs> So, oh, well, I, I bet you they're somewhere shaking their fist at me right now. Say, no, we pray first. Yeah, not last. But anyway, that was sort of a, a joke, but it was, a, it was, it dug deep, I think, but it was a joke with me. But anyway, you don't pray because it's not going to cost you. You pray before you know it's going to cost. But let's pray for Scarlett, who's, who has strep throat and a fever. Let's pray for Scarlett. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for Scarlett and her family, little baby. And we want to ask you, we do ask you to heal her of this strep throat and, and remove the fever. In the name of Jesus, we pray that you would remove the fever and heal her throat right now. Not, not like tomorrow, right now, right now. We're not like Pharaoh when... When he sent for Moses to get rid of the frogs, and Moses asked, well, when do you want? He said, tomorrow. No, we're not like Pharaoh. We want to heal today. We want Jeff healed today. We want Marcus healed of that fever and weakness he has. Heal him today. 
in the name of Jesus. Just strengthen them, Lord God. Cause them to, as it were, walk out of the sickness. In Jesus Christ's mighty and glorious name. Amen, amen. 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 All right. Don't think I'm a mean pastor because I didn't pray after it cost 850 bucks. Let's, let's look at Romans chapter 14. You ready for Romans 14? So what is my subject? Romans <laughs> uh, No. We're going to have to bring more Baptists into our church so they can give us good subjects. Our Baptist brothers have the great subjects, don't they? Oh, uh, y'all don't know the Baptist. They have the best subjects. So let's look at, I'm going to read, start in, in uh, verse 1, because uh, I call this uh, Romans chapter 14, 2a, and because uh, there was a little bit I needed to get to, and I didn't get to it, so I thought, well, since I didn't get to that little bit, why don't I just do the whole thing? <laughs> See, you are so afraid. You know, it was supposed to invoke laughter, but everybody looked at me like, <laughs> not the whole thing. All right, let's look at verse 1, and I'm going to make as few comments as I can till I get down to the part where I was supposed to begin. Paul is talking to us about um, the law of liberty in that He's not talking about being uh, free to do unrighteous things, wicked things, but there are some things that God gives us um, the power to make the decision as to what we're going to do, uh, eating certain kinds of food or that kind of thing. He gives us uh, the power to, to choose, to decide. And some, some of us have decided one thing and we, won't, we don't believe that what the other person decided is right. And so Paul is dealing with that. Uh, when I grew up, it, it had a lot to do with clothing, you know, that um, we, we young kids wanted to wear various articles of clothing. We, we didn't want to wear the baggy pants. We didn't do the skinny jeans now, but, but they weren't even invented yet. But we would, we would wear different things, and older people would tell us that was unholy, unrighteous. Our bodies were covered. Uh, it was just a new style. And uh, they would say, well, you know, you're not welcome here. And there were churches that actually split over young people coming in, being zealous for God. They just split because they could not receive them. It's, somebody said very well that the, the greatest enemy to the new move of God is the old move of God. And it's pretty, it's said pretty well. And, and, I, and I was talking to a, a brother, a well-known brother, won't give his name, but he said uh, he knew people who had been used of God greatly when the next generation came and it was slightly different than what they experienced, they were uh, enemy to that. God wouldn't do that. And so we have to be careful about receiving people. And my wife would probably say it like this, cut them some slack. You know, cut the people some slack or let them grow also. Uh, you were allowed to grow. So this is what Paul is talking about. I call chapter 14 uh, one of the greatest chapters in the Bible, Romans 14, in this regard because 
in Romans 14, we learn how to deal with people who are different than us, who think a little slightly uh, different than the way we think things ought to be. And the way Paul tells us, I'll give you the answer, and then I'll go and explain it perhaps. Uh, Paul tells us the way out of that is just love. Love people. And, and then receive people that, uh, whom God has received. You don't know everything. And sometimes, uh, this is my, my uh, a little preamble to my message, but sometimes when we were the craziest people out in the world, we learn a few scriptures and we come to the Lord now and we are the most uh, self-righteous people. I mean, just, you know, just closing the door on everybody, pharisaical, God wouldn't do that, I know, because he told me. Well, he may have told them something he didn't tell you. And so, Paul is, is saying, I promise you, as pastor, sometimes God will share with some of you things he hasn't shared with me. But when you share them with me, I say, sounds just like God. You what, know, God doesn't have to go through me, I have to go through God. That's how that looks. And so let's look at this thing right. And it doesn't mean you're not anointed because God didn't tell you first. You know? All right? You know? Yeah, so yeah, you can be anointed, but God, God is God. Somebody wrote a song once that says, God is God all by himself. You can tell who wrote it, it said, and he don't need nobody else. <laughs> all right. Yeah, my folks are going to beat me up one of these days. Let's look at verse 1. Receive one who is weak in the faith. Now, what does this say? Receive one who is weak in the faith. Statement. But not to disputes over doubtful things. For one believes he may eat all things, but he who is weak eats only vegetables. Let not him who eats despise him who does not eat, and let not him who does not eat judge him who eats, for God has received him. So what Paul is saying is that, is that in this day there were a lot of vegetarians. It doesn't mean that if somebody is in our audience today and you're a vegetarian, you're a weak Christian. Not so. I mean, a lot of meat eaters, carnivorous people are weak, right? So that's not what he was talking about. But in that day, there was a lot of idol worship, and people were sacrificing animals to, uh, to idol gods. And some Christians said, I ain't, ain't going to touch it. I just won't eat meat because I don't know where it came from. If I didn't kill the chicken, I'm not going to eat it. Right? If I didn't cut that rib eye off that, uh, off that beef, I'm not going to eat it. I don't know where, it, where it's been. And so some Christians say, hey, man, I pray over that real bad, and I tear that thing up. <laughs> and, and so he's saying the, the guy who eats the real bad doesn't need to point the finger at the people who are eating the vegetables, and the people who are eating the vegetables don't need to accuse uh, the people who are eating real bad. Say, God received both of y'all. He saved both of you. You have to understand. And we're not talking about wickedness. You know, you're doing something that's very wicked that, that God has already prohibited, and you're thinking, well, well, I don't care. You know, I can do whatever I want to do because, you know, uh, uh, I'm, I go to church, you know. I've heard those things. You know, guys living like 
like they never knew God, never knew that God was a supreme being, you know, and uh, they do whatever they want to. They made it up themselves. Uh, that's not what God is talking about, because uh, you, you, if you get close to God, he will always convict you. He'll always prick your conscience. So Paul goes on to say in verse 4, who are you to judge another servant? Now, he's not talking about He's talking about like a domestic servant. For example, if, if one of you uh, had a servant and uh, you were very happy with that servant, what if some, one of your buddies come in and say, man, you need to get rid of that, that servant. That servant didn't do that. I walked in here and that servant didn't, didn't give me a glass of water. You need to get rid of that servant. That's not a good servant. He said, hey. It's to that person that that servant stands or falls. And what Paul is saying is you're not going around judging God's servants. It's to God whether we stand or fall. But Paul says, and no matter how we look presently, God is able to make us stand. And, and that's, I'm very strong on that because it, the, the Holy Spirit gave me this understanding that if God can do something, and the devil can come and undo God's doing, the devil's more powerful. But we know he's not more powerful because we serve what? Who? The Almighty God. The Almighty God. So let's look, keep looking at this. So, okay, what is my intent? What is my goal? That we would stop looking at everybody, okay, with the side eye. Is that how I said? The side eye? Okay. Uh, okay. We, the side eye. Now, what is the side eye? Like this? How is it? All right. Yeah. Side like that. Okay. I didn't know. But, but the side eye. Some of y'all are looking down. What, do you do side eye? Is that why you're looking down now? All right. Verse 4 says, who are you to judge another servant? To his own master he stands or fall. Indeed, he will be made to stand, for God is able to make him stand. So I've given you my support scriptures, but let me, so let me go down to verse 5. So he's talking about you and I not being abusive to Christians, to Christian brothers and sisters. Sometimes we're just abusive. We're not talking about do whatever you want to. If it feels good, do it. We're not preaching that kind of gospel. That's the wrong gospel. But stop abusing brothers and sisters. Verse 5 says, one person esteems one day above another, another esteems every day alike. Let each be fully convinced in his own mind. I know there are people who say to me, um, I don't believe in Christmas. I go, wow. Uh, do you believe in Christmas, Pastor? I said, I do. Been my favorite holiday since I started. Well, Jesus wasn't born on December 25th. I, I, I agree with you. He probably, more, more than likely, was not born there. So, well, why do you celebrate Christmas? Because it's a day we set aside to remember the coming of the Savior. Yeah. Now, they don't believe in it. I don't condemn them for not believing in it. They're just missing some good meals and good fellowship. But... <laughs> I don't condemn them. I don't go around preaching against the people who don't believe in Christmas, right? Somebody says, uh, well, well, you believe in a Christmas tree, and you remember Jeremiah, the scripture of Jeremiah? No, I don't believe in Christmas tree. I don't, I don't like them. But, well, why do you, do you do it? Well, my wife told me to get one. <laughs> I mean, listen. <laughs> I'm on my way to heaven with her, 
on my way to heaven. She, 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 she's just thinking about Jesus and the baby born in Bethlehem and uh, had a manger for his bassinet and, and we love Jesus. She loves Jesus, married a preacher who loves Jesus and now she just wants to decorate that thing. Oh, decorate that thing. You know, I, I, I don't, I, you say, well, do you help? Do you help? Do you help decorate it? Only if she tells me. It's true. That's true. I'm being real transparent here. So, so I, but, but if it were left up to me, I'd never have one of them. Huh? What? I'd have a manger scene. Yeah, that's, that's who I am. That's who I am. I'm a, and so you can have a manger scene in my house. You can see a Christmas tree. You can see all kinds of wreaths everywhere. Is that, what does that have to do with Christmas? Nothing. <laughs> Has to do with, with the people. Are you still with me? No, nobody's going to hell because they did that. Nobody is worshiping that green evergreen tree. And if you are, God help you. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's worshiping that thing. All right? So, so, so they, this, is what, this is how serious this was in that day. The church was being divided over something like eating, eating meat. You know, churches, so you, you, have, you go to the church that only eats vegetables. Or I go to the church that eats meat because I believe it. And we don't care. Those weak people over there who's, who are eating the vegetables, they can't come over here because we are people of faith. That's what the church was doing. You know, I mean, we do, we do stuff like that. You know, really, we do stuff like that. I don't like the music in that church. What? Uh, you know, I, I'm the, I, I like hymns. And so you're the church of the hymns. And then somebody else is a, is the church uh, of the shooby dooby dooby wife. You know, you know what I'm trying to say? You know, well, they do the shooby dooby dooby wife over there. No, we're just in, we're energetic. We're lively. We sing and we, we sway a little bit. You know, and sometimes some people, I've seen people doing this while they're loving Jesus. And somebody looking at them. You know, this, this, is, this is so ridiculous. So Paul says, he says, uh, how does he say it? He said, um, he who observes the day observes it to the Lord. And he who does not observe the day to the Lord, he does not observe it. So you eating meat to the Lord. I prayed and said, thank you, Jesus, for this tea, this, this good ribeye. And somebody said, Jesus, I thank you for these greens and, and, this, and this bread. And you both belong to the Lord. You're not better than somebody because, uh, because you eat meat and they eat vegetables. You're not better than somebody because of the way you sing and the, the way they don't. You know, the people who are singing the hymns are singing them to the Lord. And those people who are singing the other stuff that I really like, we're singing it to the Lord. I can sing the hymns. I can enjoy the hymns with you. I can enjoy this, this other with you. Come on, because whether we sing the hymns or the other, we are the Lord's. We belong to the Lord. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm moving pretty fast, I think. My mother-in-law, well, I'll never forget my mother-in-law. My mother-in-law really was one of my biggest supporters in, in the beginning. And uh, I could almost say she was my biggest supporter, but that would not be right. It would cause much damage to me. <laughs> but my mother-in-law was amazing. She would always come and encourage and encourage and encourage and encourage and encourage. You know, she didn't. She came from the Methodist church. They sang hymns, all the hymns. They sang them. She came. And so one day one of her friends was saying, oh, Thelma, girl, I went to one of them churches where they sing off the wall, girl. They sing off the wall. And my mother-in-law said, oh, my son-in-law pastors one of those. 
you know, we had the little, what do you call that thing? Projectors. Projectors, yeah, yeah, so super. Look, come on, we're, we're, we're the Lord's. We belong to the Lord. Listen to what he says. He says, um, he who eats, eats to the Lord, for he gives God thanks. And he who does not eat to the Lord, he does not eat and gives God thanks. For none of us lives to himself, and no one dies to himself. For if we live, we live to the Lord, and if we die, we die to the Lord. Therefore, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. So Paul is wonderful. Amen. Mm. Well, Paul tells the Colossians in Colossians 2.16, he says, let no one judge you in food or in drink or regarding a festival or a new moon or Sabbath. Don't let anybody judge you. In other words, don't, don't feel like nobody loves you. Don't feel like uh, I, I can't do anything right. He said, no, don't let them judge you. Keep going. Keep doing what God gave you to do. And... Um, let, let me tell you in First Timothy 4, I, I did not do this in the last service, but I feel like compelled a little bit, and, uh, verses 1 through 5. Just go ahead and put that up there, First Tim, uh, Timothy uh, 4, 1 through 5. And, 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 and while you, while, okay, let me go. Now the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times, these are times we're living in, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. Now listen, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. Now listen to what Paul says. For every creature of God is good and nothing is to be refused if it is received with thanksgiving. For it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. Now somebody might say, say, well, I don't eat pork. I don't care what anybody says, you know, that it's bad for the hell. Well, a little pork is not bad for your health. I mean, I'm, I'm uh, 76 years old and I, I prefer pork tamales. Amen. Amen. All right. So super. Super. I prefer. Say, and listen, and I've lived a long time. I've lived 57 or 8 years in South Texas doing that. Why? But I don't overdo it. I don't overdo it, but I haven't sinned because I, I ate some pork. I didn't sin because I did that. See, God, God, Paul says, you know, Pray over your food. So maybe one of the, maybe we're getting sick from food because we don't pray. Maybe we just see it and say, Atake, you know. <laughs> Amen. 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 So so let me read something from Philippians two. Did I just read that? Okay, uh, verse 5, verse 5. Let's start, we'll go 5 through 11. And so this is talking about the humble Christ and the exalted Christ. Most human beings, I would say all human beings, almost all human beings, let me say it like that, almost all human beings, cannot be both humble and exalted. Sometimes if you start to tell people too many good things about themselves, they get a big head. You don't look around you. Don't look around. <laughs> don't look don't look around because you may be looking at that person and you know they have a big head, right? But some people, you start to, to, to encourage them and speak well and go head just so, 
I was talking to someone last night. This person, uh, I think it's okay to tell you because I won't tell you the names. This person just started to uh, bless her husband, tell him because he was very shy, was, didn't have confidence, and just started to build him up, build him up, build him up, build him up. After a while, he got so big in the head, he started looking down on her and started th telling what she was not. No, it was what he was not. You see, Jesus is humble and he is exalted at the same time. We want to be like Jesus. Be humble and, and then let God just lift you high and high and high. Remember that song we sing? How was that song, this song go? He will lift you higher and higher and higher. It was a charismatic song. To the Lord, and He will lift. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and He will lift you high, higher and higher and higher. He will lift you higher. There's no charismatic. All the pastor. How does that go? Humble yourself, and in the sight of the Lord, and He lift you up higher and higher and he will lift you up. Wow. So, so that's what you can do. Jesus was humble and what God has highly exalted him. Let's read the scripture. He says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So you can open your mind to be, to have the same mind of Christ. The Bible says we have the mind of Christ. So you can have the mind of Christ as a believer. Now you, you can what be humble and exalted at the same time. So God promotes you and you're going to be all right. You're not going to get big headed and think you're better than everybody else and I only wear our money suits and, and I, I'm too good for the J.C. Penny. No, God is able to bring you down. God is able to bring you down. Now listen what, he, what, what, he, what we find here. He says, let this mind be in you. So you have to allow this mind to be in you, which was in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, now listen, did not think it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, what? He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. So Jesus, knowing who he was, obeyed. Wow. Can you imagine? Here you are, little toddler, little toddler Jesus. I have this vivid imagination. Don't, don't, don't accuse me of being ungodly. Okay, vivid imagination. Little toddler Jesus walking out. You know, he had to grow and develop like everybody else. He walks out and he walks out, kind of wobbly a little bit, and, and he, he's just looking at the sky. Jesus, what are you looking at? I, I, I no, no. You know, you know, he didn't know. They can't talk yet. He's still learning. And then so he said, Jesus, what are you looking at? Sky, sky, sky. So later on, Jesus is developing, and he goes out, and he looks up at the sky. He looks up at the sky, and he, he he's, has a connection there. He has a connection there. 
And then here's a 12-year-old Jesus, 12-year-old Jesus. He is in the temple. You know the story in Luke. He's in the temple talking with the doctors and the lawyers, and they are blown away with his understanding because now he knows who he is. He's 12 years old, and he knows that Joseph, yeah, married my mama, but I came from God. God is my daddy, Yahweh. Yahweh is my daddy. Jehovah is my daddy. He's my daddy. And so he's in there talking with them, and they're blown away. And when Mary says, Jesus, what do you think you're doing? You know, she, we know she didn't pop him. She didn't spank him. You know, yeah, yeah, you know, you know, you know, master. So Jesus, what are you doing? What are you doing? Your father, I've been looking for you. We've been worried to death about you. But mama, did you know I must be about my father's business? It blows him away at 12 years old. He knows he's a, he is, he is a, the son of God. He knows that he is, possibly knows that he is the lamb of God. Yeah. Yet at 12 years old, he conducts himself so powerfully. I just love the scriptures. I just love the scriptures. And so he humbled himself and he went back a 12-year-old knowing he was God in human form. And he goes back to Nazareth and he submits himself to Mary and Joseph, two imperfect people. This is, he said, let this mind be in you. Let this mind be in you. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. God has highly exalted him given him the name above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those in heaven listen everything in the heaven gonna bow and those on earth bow and those under the earth bow and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord what to the glory of God to the glory of the Father to the glory of the Father and you and I are to walk in this walk this out if you walk chapter 14 out people will say you're different Jesus was different let's walk it out everybody Mm. So that means when Jesus is Lord, that means he's a, the, a, a, the person uh, to whom everything belongs. He, he has the power to decide your future, your fate. It means that um, also, let me get back to my, yeah. It means that he is the owner of everything. He's the one who has control of everything. He is the sovereign. He is the prince of the universe. He is the chief person of the universe. Now, now let's look at, um, at um, uh, the ESV. I think I like the way the ESV reads this. Uh, uh, it says here, have this mind among yourselves, all of you, which is yours in Christ Jesus. You're not, you haven't done wrong that you've received this mind. It's yours in Christ Jesus. So in order to have the, the right kind of mind that God approves, you have to be where? In Christ Jesus. And so you can be in Christ Jesus the day before you leave this building. You can be in Christ Jesus. It says, who though he was in the form of God, he was God in essence, in all of his essence, did not count equality with God. I prefer ESV here. He did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. I know my rights. I want my rights, God. I don't want to do, go walk through all this. I No. He didn't think, what did he do? But he emptied himself. He emptied himself by taking the form of a servant being born in the likeness of men. He emptied himself. 
Wow. He made himself of no reputation, and he abased himself. He brought himself lowly. He walked just like one of us. Nobody, nobody really knew he was the Son of God. Nobody walked up to him and said, hey, man, you're God, man. Let me tell you what. In, in, in Matthew 16, the Bible talks about Peter. Jesus is, Jesus is so amazing. When you read the Bible, talk to Jesus while you're reading it. I mean, I talk to him always. You know, Jesus, you, you're amazing. Jesus, you're something else. Wow, Jesus. Whoa, Jesus. <laughs> you, know, you know, can you imagine? So he's, he's bringing something out of him, pulling them out. And this is how you know that people have been with, with God is they'll start to talk like God. You'll know they've been with Jesus because they sound like Jesus. They may not even know that there's a scripture there, but they're sounding like Jesus. And so he said, who do men say that I am? Oh, John the Baptist, uh, uh, one of the prophets, Jeremiah, one of the prophets, uh, Elijah, they're just saying everything. And, and so he said, but who do you say I am? And Peter said, you are the son of the living God. You are the Messiah. Jesus says, flesh and blood did not reveal that to you. You've been talking to my dad. And upon this rock, not Peter, upon this rock, Jesus is the rock. Peter is a piece of the rock. If you got a piece of the rock, you got the rock all in you. But he, he says, upon this rock, I will build my church. I will build. I will build. You can't build. I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not. Can you say shall not? Shall not. Shall not prevail against it. Amen. Yes. And so he says, at the name of Jesus, every knee is going to bow, every tongue is going to confess that uh, everything on, earth, on heaven, earth, and under the earth, and that takes everybody in creation. Verse 12 says, so then each of us shall give account of himself to God. Therefore, let us not judge one another anymore, but rather resolve this, not to put a stumbling block or a cause to fall in our brother's way. There are things that b believers do that I don't prefer to do, and I, but I don't tell them, you're wrong, because they're walking in faith. It's not, they're not walking in sin, they're walking in faith. So let's look at, I would like to talk a little bit more. Let me talk just, I'm going to take two, more, two of your minutes, all right? Two more. Oh, I still got some on the clock, but I'm going to take two of yours. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I wanted to talk to you about my, my encounter with uh, Brother Keith Lamb. I wanted to. I've told you before, but it, it's so pertinent here. Uh, I had heard about him from a Brother John Hall who had talked about how uh, Brother Lamb taught that in the last days, people groups are going to just go back to their people of their own nation. They're going to hang with people of their own nation because things are going to be so precarious, uncertain, and just crazy. And, uh, but see, we haven't gotten that memo, right? <laughs> we haven't. Yeah. You are my people group. <laughs> if you're in Jesus, you're my people group. So, so they will do that. And so Keith, I wanted to meet with him and talk with him about a number of things. And, and uh, uh, Scott, one of our brothers, Scott, drove me up there. And we went up there and, and I spent a day with him and talking to him with Brother Rick Maul. And uh, 
And I remember we start to talk about the Bema, the, the Bema, the, the judgment seat of Christ. I'd always been a little bit uncertain about the judgment seat of Christ because I thought I'm going to get there and Jesus is going to uh, tell me about all my sins and, and everything I've ever done, thought, you know, and, and all that. He's going to tell me about that and I'm just going to be up there a blubbering mess and, and trying to get, him, to get him to not hold it against me. And, but I... I Keith said something to me. Brother Keith said, he said, the Bema has nothing to do with sin. And he told me something that I knew, but I didn't know, you know. I knew it. He says, the cross has dealt with our sin. I said, I know, I knew that, you know. And, and, and so, and he says, the Bema or, or the judgment seat of Christ has to do with with your uselessness or your usefulness. I said, I said, I got it. I got it. And so we just had a lovely time. Uh, I was sharing with him things that, I, that God had revealed to me. He was sharing things with me. And he can tell the things I share with him. I won't pat my own back. But listen, so when you and I get to the, to the judgment seat of Christ, we can suffer loss. But it's loss of reward, not of my sonship. So, so this is what I wanted you to, to be clear on. Yeah, so why then do we strive? Do we strive? Some people, believers will say, well, I, I, uh, um, I, I'm not serving God for a reward. You think that's so big? Here's your daddy. Your daddy has, he, he's a, the richest person in the universe. Everything in the whole universe, and, and, and the scientists say they have not found the end of it yet. Everything belongs to him. All, he says all the silver and the gold belongs to him. The cattle on a thousand hills belong to him. Whatever, these rare earth minerals, they belong to him. And, and I believe that he, is, he has gold, probably gold mountain, gold worlds, because he's transported it in the New Jerusalem to make pavement out of it. And all of the precious gems, they're our wallpaper. Wow. And he wants to give you. It's like a daddy, a mom wants to give you. They want to give you, give you, give you. Stinginess is not of God. So God wants to be generous and give you. So he gives you jobs to do, and he wants you to do them. He says, yeah, it's like 10 cities. I want you to be over 10 cities, be over five cities. What if it were later, I want you to be over 10 worlds. I want you to be over another universe. God wants to give you, and he wants you to be faithful as he gives to you. Okay, now let me get back, and I'm going to read, and hopefully be done. Uh, the law of love. This is what I call this section, uh, verse uh, 14, verse 14, 14, 14. Paul says, I know, not, listen, I know and am convinced by the Lord Jesus that there is nothing unclean of itself. But to him who considers anything to be unclean, to him it is unclean. That's, that's powerful doctrine. You've got to, you, this, this is school zone stuff. What do you do in a school zone? You slow down. You, you, you pay attention because somebody can get hurt. He says, yet if your brother is grieved because of your food, you're no longer walking in love. I'm going to eat. I don't care what you say. I'm going to go to that place over there. I don't care what you say, what you think, man, huh? I can do what I want to do. And I love God, too. 
But you, if you don't love your brother, you don't love God. Because you, the love of God that you have is for your brother. Amen. So, so he says, there, uh, yet if your brother's grieved because of your food, you're no longer walking in love. Do not destroy with your food the one for whom Christ died. Do not destroy with your food the one for whom Christ died. Don't destroy with your religiosity the one for whom Christ died. Therefore, do not let your good be spoken of as evil. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. For he who serves Christ in these things is acceptable to God and approved by men. Wow. In 1 Corinthians 8 9, you don't have to go there. Let me read it. But beware lest somehow this liberty of yours becomes a stumbling block to those who are weak. So just because, for example, I'm just going to give this as an example. Just because you can have a glass of wine doesn't mean you've got to you go to the, 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 the warehouse. There's a warehouse. What is it called? Anyway, you go to the liquor store. I know it can say that. You know, you go there and you come out with your big half a gallon. You know, and, and, and you're a deacon so-and-so, a pastor so-and-so, you got my wife. I don't care what they say, God gave me the freedom. They say, well, that's wrong. That's wrong. You know, you're not walking in love. You're not walking in love at all. And he says, you have become a stumbling block to those who are weak. In other words, you are causing them to stumble. Wouldn't it be it's the same thing as you see them walk by and you stick at your lip? That's what you're doing. So he says, we got to love each other. There are people who do things that I don't agree with, but I don't believe they're, they're going to hell. I, w I, w I would that they were more like me in those areas, but they're not. I'm going to tell you a story, and, 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 and then, and it's a, t it's a terrible story, but I'm going to tell it. There was a guy, I knew him. He had been a terrible alcoholic and bad guy, the alcoholic. Like every day, he was under the power, and one day he got saved. One day he got saved, and after he got saved, he became such a Pharisee. He was judging everybody, and I said to his pastor, one day I said, "How is so and so?" And the pastor said, "He was nicer when he was a drunk." Let that never be said. Let that never be said wherever we are. Let that never be said where we are. God did not raise you up for you to become bad. God raised you up that you might be more like him. Okay. Now, my last few verses are, my last few verses are at verse 19. Romans 14, 19, he says, therefore, let us pursue the things which make for peace and the things by which one may edify, build up another. The, the Spanish verb edificar, to build up, edificio, the building. Do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. All things indeed are pure.
but it is evil for the man who eats with offense. It is good neither to eat meat nor drink wine nor to do anything by which your brother stumbles or is offended or is made weak. And he says to the person who says they're strong, do you have faith? Have it to yourself before God. You don't have faith brandishing out. I'm a person of faith. I'm a man of faith. He said, have it to yourself before God. And then he said, makes a powerful statement. Happy is he who does not condemn himself in what he approves. Or happy is the man in the things he allows. You allow it, you're happy. Somebody else allows it, oh, hey, it's not about you. You're not the scriptures. You ought to walk in them, but you're not the scripture. And everything that comes into your head is not God. You have to rebuke some things, and then you compare those things that you're thinking with the word of God. And don't be so religious that you're hurting people and damaging people. All right? All right, I'm, I'm coming around that band now. Happy is he who does not condemn himself in what he approves, but he who doubts is condemned if he eats, because he does not eat from faith, for whatever is not from faith is sin. So that's what God has done for us. Thank you so much for your time. I bless you in Jesus' name. And I'll be back in a minute. I'm going to ask you, I want you to make up your mind whether you want to give your heart to Jesus today. And I'll be back in just a minute. You're wonderful, beautiful, glorious, matchless in Super. It's about, it's about time to go, but I want to ask if there's anybody here in the house, anyone, you've heard the Word of God without shame, without embarrassment, you want to give your heart to Jesus. I want you to raise your hand and let me see your hand. You want to give your heart to Jesus. Anybody here, you want to give your heart to Jesus? Yes. Wow. Superb. Come, precious. Is there anybody else? Yes, come. Walk with them, uh, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Walk with them. Come. Come on. Yes, come. Is there anybody else? You, you elders, come into the middle for me. Both of you elders, come in the middle. No, right here, precious. Come on. Come on, don't be reluctant. Yes, come on. Brother elders. Okay, we have others coming. Come. Yes, wow. Jesus is an amazing.
and we'll wait on you because you're more important than anything. Anything. Yeah. Wow. I'm going to have these elders. I want you all to come together, Pastor, if y'all don't mind. I want you, you together. Okay. And what we want to do is we're just going to lead you to the Lord. And listen, this is what I, I've been preaching. When you come to Jesus Christ, you give him yourself, he takes you, and he will never cast you out. He will love you. And all of us have been faithless at times. Every one of us, even if somebody says, I've never been faithless since I came to Jesus, they're mistaken. They have been. But when we're faithless, he remains faithful. And, and there's no saint of God, no child of God here that can say, I made it this far by myself. There's no, not one. Only Jesus will do it. I'm telling you, he's been faithful to me and brought me to 76 years, and he's going to take me further. Amen. Amen. So let's, let's, let's lead them in a prayer of repentance and, uh, and then just to the Lord. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thanks for these, the Lord has gathered. Father, for salvation. So I want y'all to repeat after me as I lead y'all in the sinner's prayer, okay? Father, forgive me for being a sinner, for sinning against you. Help me to walk with you all the days of my life. And I now ask Jesus to come into my heart to save me, to keep me, to guide me, to lead me all the days of my life. And I now want to confess Jesus as Lord of my life. Help me to walk with you all my life. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Let's give a big hand. And listen, guys. And we want to give, we want to give books, Bibles. Yeah, we want to give everyone a Bible. We want to give every one of you a Bible, uh, who, who has come, and and read the Bible. I would suggest that you read John chapter chap, John, the Gospel of John first. It, it's to me the the book that's the beginning of the new creation. Like Genesis is the beginning of the old creation, uh, John is like the beginning of the new creation. And we love each of you, man. We, we love you so much, and thank you so very, very much. So you, you don't have to go back to your seats right now. Why don't you, uh, audience, why don't we stand up, and we're going to be dismissed. Thank you so much. And what we, I like to do is bless. There are people who, who have taught that, that Christians can be under curses, and, and you got to keep doing stuff. I don't find it consistent with the Word of God uh, because the, uh, the Bible teaches us very clearly that there's no entity that can curse or undo what God has blessed. You know, and the prophet Balaam, when he was rebuked by Balak, the king, he said, I hired you, I paid you money to curse these people. And every time you open your mouth, you bless them. He said, I can't curse what God has blessed. <laughs> so, so let's lift our hands to the Lord and bless each other. Bless each other. Repeat after me. The Lord bless you and keep you. 
The Lord make his face shine upon you. The Lord be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you. And the Lord give you his peace. In Jesus' name, I bless you. Go with God, everybody. Go with God, everybody. Go with God, everybody. Go with God, everybody.